you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Hey, Damashek here. Be a deer and check out the new episode of the Dave Damashek football program. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones-Drew, and I are talking Carson Wentz, the state of the Seahawks. What's going on with the Vikings and Sam Bradford? What's going on with Kirk Cousins and the Redskins? All that and much, much more, plus Time Machine football. Check it out on iTunes or NFL.com slash podcast. Thanks. And now, Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. What's up, everybody? DJ Bucky here. Move the Sticks. Week two of the NFL is in the books. We had another interesting week of college football. Touch on a little bit of everything here today. Buck, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing okay. How you doing? I know you came in early today to get a little film work done. Yeah, well, it's, an, it's a 50% avoid traffic. It's a 50% get some film work done. I like to call my buddies, uh, scouting buddies back east. I got like three different phone calls where I got a nice 10-minute talk in, and then it was, all right, dude, I got to go into the facility. I got to work. <laughs> got to go. <laughs> I just need somebody to talk to. It's a little early. But, uh, no, I got some, got some good tape in. There's always uh, – uh, one of my favorite parts of the week is just coming in there and wanting to look and, and learn certain things from the week before. And so uh, I had a list. I had a list of stuff I wanted to see, Buck. It started with wanting to see what the New England Patriots are going to be looking like at quarterback without Jimmy Garoppolo. So popped in Jacoby Brissett's throws, um, it coming in and filling in the second half of that ballgame against the Dolphins, see what, he, what they're working with a little bit there. Okay, and what did you come away with? What did you think? I thought it was uh, a lot of quick stuff. He wanted to get the ball out of his hand, a lot of three-step. Quick out, saw a little jerk route underneath, a shallow cross. Almost everything, save for that shallow cross, is on the outside. They don't want to muddy the field up for him. Um, I think it was just 11 throws that he made. And, and it, among those 11 throws, the one seven-step play action, they uh, they get a sack. And then they have a three-step from the gun, and he fails to recognize a blitz and fumbles late. And then uh, and that was pretty much it. So it's going to be interesting to see how they craft this game plan for him. 
coming up against uh, Thursday night against the Houston defense is pretty darn good. Uh, a lot of running, a lot of screening, a lot of quick stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be more of the same. You're talking about a short week, uh, having to play on Thursday night, so not a lot of turnaround. They only have really one real day of practice this week. So I think it would be very basic, probably more like a preseason game plan. But they're going to try and lean on their stars. LeGarrette Blunt, Martellus Bennett, if Rob Gronkowski plays, they'll lean on those guys to make plays over the middle of the field. And then I think you'll see a lot of their screen game, a lot of the outside perimeter screens to the wide receivers. Amadola, Hogan, also Julian Elliman, they have to find a way to create these high completion percentage throws and still get some kind of production. And we, uh, we'll have a video, by the way. You can check it out on our YouTube, on the NFL YouTube channel kind of introducing who is Jacoby Brissett. Go over what we thought of him through the college tape and what we thought of him coming through the process uh, from the preseason as well as what we saw in this little exposure. We got to see him against the Miami Dolphins. But, Buck, I guess I probably buried the lead here talking about Brissett. That was the first thing on my mind. But coming off a Monday night football game where we saw Carson Wentz, Mm -hmm. second start, torch the Browns. We said it's the Browns. Everybody just calm down. He looked great, but it's the Browns. Let's see how he does Monday night on the road against the Bears. I know not another great defense, but this is a primetime stage. What's he going to look like in this second start? And Buck, i got to give Doug Peterson a lot of credit. They, they, if there were any uh, handcuffs, they are off. I mean, they came out and empty and let him throw the ball the entire first drive. You know, I, I think Doug Peterson doesn't get enough credit for what he's been able to do quickly with Carson Wentz. Get him ready to play. Um, he cut down a lot of the verbiage that was normally associated with the West Coast offense. Um, he's also allowed the offensive coordinator to kind of build this offense around what Carson Wentz does really well. We see him on the move. We see him do some things where they push the ball down the field a little bit. Um, he flees the pocket. I know they would probably prefer him to avoid some of the shots. Took a couple taking, big shots. But they're allowing him to be the athlete that we saw him be at North Dakota State. And so give them credit. I also have seen the guys on the outside step their game up a little bit. Uh, If you notice, the Philadelphia Eagles are working more inside out, using the tight ends very early in the game, then getting outside. Trey Burden played a big role for them. Zach Ertz is also a guy that will always be a factor. So I like how they're developing and using Carson Wentz. I think if I'm a Philadelphia Eagles uh, personnel person, if I'm a fan, I'm encouraged, I'm hopeful, I'm optimistic that they hit on the right one when they took him at number two. Uh, Sully has a tweet he wants to get to in just a second, but before he does that, Buck, um, you know, it's funny because when I, I'm watching this game and, you know, you talk about working inside out and some guy stepping up on the outside, there were still – Jordan Matthews drops a dime. Oh, a dime. Nice. It should have been, been a touchdown. Should have been a touchdown. Beautiful throw. Aguilar has a couple, which you can say, eh, you know, uh, they're 50-50-ish balls. I would say more 80-20 balls where he's got both he hands on those. the football. He's- Be stronger at the catch point and finish. I just think when you look, if I'm an Eagles fan, what I'm excited about, okay, you might mess around and win the division this year while you're trying to rebuild, which is true. I mean, they have a legitimate shot at it with the Giants. But forget this year, okay? Let's let's look towards 17 and 18. They get that first-round pick back from, Bradford, from the Bradford trade. Mm-hmm. Looks genius. Not only are you going to get the first-round pick back, you freed up all that money, so you can go out and get a free agent receiver. You can go out and draft a guy early next year. But I'm excited to see, okay, now we've got a good offensive line if you're the Eagles. You've got some tight ends. You know, Ertz out right now, but you saw Burton come in and play for him, did great. So you've got some depth there, even with Selleck getting older. Now if you could just get a number one receiver and and tick everybody else down a notch. So in other words, now you're looking at – uh, you know, Matthews being kind of your two or three, Aguilar kind of let those guys sort each other out. Doyle Green Beckham's a wild card. Maybe you hit on him. But if they could just get another weapon on the outside, 
man, this young quarterback's going to be good. I mean, that's all they're missing. They're missing a guy that can be a difference maker on the outside, a guy that command double teams because if you can hit one player on the outside that can command the double team, it opens up the rest of the field for everyone else. And also, Ryan Matthews is playing good. I would like to see them, if they could, find a stud, a stud running back. But right now, I think the number one priority is absolutely finding a dominant player on the outside that can get it done. Who who is that guy in the the next draft round that you're thinking? One of those LSU studs, Juju. Well, we got to see who all is going to come out. I mean, I'll right. tell you what, Mike Williams from Clemson is pretty darn good. Now. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, and he's and, good. and I think in that offense, you want someone that's bigger, someone that can do some of the dirty work inside. I think, I mean, obviously Carson Wentz is pretty good with his accuracy, but if you can find someone that can expand the strike zone, that'll help. It certainly will help. What was yeah. your tweet there? So, I uh, got to give some love to our boy Chris Wessling from ATN here. Um, he had a great point uh, tweeted out during the game. With uh, golf versus Wentz, um, Jared Goff's coaching staff. I saw that. Jeff Fisher, defensive background. Rob Boris, tight ends coach, offensive line coach. Chris Winky, uh, FSU. Thank God he didn't play the '98 title game. Mm-hmm. Uh, first year coach as an uh, as an NFL coach, and then Wentz on the flip side. Doug Peterson, obviously 12 years in NFL QB, six six years under Andy Reid. Uh, Frank Reich, 14 years, six years as an NFL QB coach, and Dee Filippo, former college QB, six years in NFL coach. QB coach and OC, like I mean, they they definitely he has he has that support around him compared to golf, you know. He does have that support. I think there's a, it's an un uh, it hasn't been really reported a lot, but one thing Doug Peterson spent time as a high school coach um, in Shreveport, Louisiana, and I think his experience as a high school coach has helped him take maybe some complex schemes and verbiage to scale them down and dumb them down for a young player, and I think. His patience and his ability to work with a young quarterback like Carson Wentz is a re- reflection and a testament to his work that he put in at the high school level before he became an offensive assistant with the Eagles. They have done a good job of surrounding him with a cocoon of quarterbacks that understand the position, that are making the game simple for him. And then I'm not going to take credit away from Wentz. When you talk to people about how he interviewed, they said that he was the sharpest guy in interviews when it came to understanding concepts, putting them together in, in order, and being able to kind of take it from board to the field, I think we're seeing that play out. Yeah, I'll give you a couple Carson Wentz nuggets. I, I talked about it in the spring, but I got a chance to go visit with him and Goff uh, before the draft last year and actually got to put Wentz on the board and kind of go through some things, and it was it was impressive. As good as anybody I've seen do that through that uh, line of questioning, he had an answer for everything. Everything made sense. Talking to other people around him, you know, they, they finish, they win the national championship. He, he comes back with he, mm-hmm. he a broken arm or whatever. It comes back to play. Didn't have to do that. To, he could have just said, all right, look, I'm going to go play in the senior bowl and be ready to go for the draft. Came back with his guys, played good in the championship game. They win a championship. That night he was on a plane to L.A. to start training for the draft. So he didn't yep. waste any time. Didn't even go back with the team and celebrate a national championship, mm-hmm. Buck. So he's all business. Um, and, and everything that you talked, everybody you talked to just said he's all ball, and, and he gets in there early. That's all he cares about. He would be calling people he was uh, relying on to help him get prepared for the draft. He'd call them at 11 o'clock at night and just want to talk about protections and this, that, and the other. It's, it's a consuming position, and uh, I also thought reading something this week was fascinating, that Chase Daniel, having been around Drew Brees, as meticulous as Brees was, Chase Daniel's taken that same a routine that they had with getting in at 5:30 every morning and having your daily schedule set. He took that routine to Kansas City and shared it with Alex Smith. We've seen Alex Smith really, really come on and play at a high level. Now he's with Carson Wentz, a young quarterback, and Carson Wentz has kind of adopted that Drew Brees way of doing business. 
Um, and it's nice to have one of those veterans like that. And that's another thing. If you look at Jared Goff and that infrastructure, he didn't have that. He doesn't really have that. He doesn't have that. And, and you know, here's the thing. I, I did get a chance to bri- privately talk to Jared Goff this weekend when I went to the Rams game, and he was kind of cool about everything. Like, I think he understands. I don't think he feels the outside pressure that he needs to get onto the field um, and do all these things. I do think the Rams, are will, they will be forced to kind of put him on the field because when you look at a team that hasn't scored a touchdown in two weeks, uh, the quarterback play has been uh, okay. I think at some point they have to put him out there. Maybe they're looking for the right time, which might be right after the bye week, where you can kind of really give him two weeks to kind of hone in, know the game plan, depending upon how well they're playing. Um, I'm not down on him, but I'm very, very impressed with Carson Wentz and also even Dak Prescott. Yeah, Dak showed that poise and been comfortable there in the pocket protecting the football. It's what you want to see from him. Opportunity arose, took off, made a play with his legs, but it's not big. I mean, that's the biggest thing you can judge on these guys. Does it look big? Nah, it doesn't look big for him. You know, I, 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 I'm surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised in terms of how he's handled himself in terms of Dak Prescott. Uh, when you talk to scouts on the road, they talked about how he had the leadership, how he had all the intangibles and traits that you look for. You just wonder what his game translate to the pro game. I will say he's done a lot of work on his game in terms of his mechanics, his delivery, becoming a more accurate and dependable passer from the pocket. He's done those things. The Cowboys have tailored a game plan that allowed him to get on the move. He's throwing a lot of things off play action and he's thriving off those play action passes. And so give Dak Prescott a lot of credit because he hasn't turned the ball over. He is playing well and he's playing winning football for the position. We'll see if Dallas is able to continue to sustain it while he's still kind of learning how to play the position early in the year. No, look, it's uh, it's been impressive. I think both those guys. Buck, before we move on, had breakfast this morning at a place called uh, Jackson's Market. Have oh, you ever, ever heard of that? I have Anybody back heard there? Of that. The place is great. I, that is a gem. What a yeah. gem. Where, where, gem. Where, where, where so just down at? the street. It's just uh, a couple miles from, from, uh, from NFL Network. I came with this breakfast, never had this before. This is totally off topic, but yeah, it was, it's, uh, I just burped a little bit of it up, so it came back. <laughs> but uh, have you ever had a tostada for breakfast? I have not had a toast. Anybody? I've not. I'm more of a breakfast burrito guy, though. I love breakfast. I've had breakfast yeah. burritos forever. Okay, yeah. listen. I had to look this up on the website. <laughs> it's two corn tostadas topped with jack cheese, sunny side up eggs, Ooh. sliced avocado, tomatoes, red onion, salt, and pepper. That thing was phenomenal. That place is great. I didn't even know they I love did tostadas. I love breakfast. I never thought about sense. combining the two. Ja- makes Jackson's sense. Market. I'm going to have Jackson's to. Market. It's strong, Buck. Oh, gonna, yeah, very strong. Uh, place, places, like, it just, it's just awesome the, it's just I, like I, in a neighborhood it's like a house yeah, it, it's out of, that's what i was about to say like it's out of nowhere and then house 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 oh well there's this house that happens to be an awesome deli yeah yeah it was I mean, it, it was it's, phenomenal it's all right i gotta play i want to play a little game here with you buck man it is so hot in the studio Sully. unbelievable sorry hey we did get engineering in here to take a look at it couldn't that's get right. it fixed so all right that's cool yeah. uh, they confirmed it was hot all right <laughs> bucky you ready for this game uh we're gonna play a game called hope or nope hope or nope okay I'm going to go through these 0-2 teams. You tell me whether they got hope or nope. All right, here we go. You ready? Yep. Miami Dolphins, 0-2. Nope. You're going nope. Nope. I don't believe in the quarterback. 
I think Adam Gase has done a good job trying to simplify it and make it easy for Tannehill. But I'm just not a believer that Tannehill is a next-level guy, meaning he can take your team to the next level unless everything around him is outstanding. The defense is playing okay. They're not getting key performances up some from some early points against Garoppolo yeah, They're not getting week. key performances from their marquee guys. Mario Williams has been a non-factor. And Sue, had, Sue. Sue, Sue did not have a sack, but he had like 12 tackles in he, that he game. Play, he plays hard. He's the one. He's the one. I, need, I need more from Mario. Yeah. And so – I just don't think they can turn around. And in that division, I think the Jets are a better team than them. So that puts them third at best, and we'll see what happens with the Buffalo Bills. I will say good uh, good to see the wide receiver, Devontae Parker. Finally. They finally gave him some, some opportunity. Gave him some balls. had 100 yards. So I think with Parker and with Jarvis Landry, and, and if Kenny Stills catches that ball against Seattle, they probably are 500 right now. Uh, he played better last week. So I do think they've got some pieces in place. I They're 0-2. I think this is still a 500-ish team. So I guess I'll say nope in terms of them making the playoffs. Buffalo, I don't know if we need to spend much on this one, Buck. I don't think you got much hope here, do you? No, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to hold out just because you know so many guys there. You're hoping for them. But I just don't see it because no matter what is going on with the offense, the defense has been bad the last year and a half under Rex Ryan. I just believe he's a guy that are complicated and will make it simple for them. And so because of that, I think they'll continue to struggle. I don't see this team kind of bouncing back, getting back into the playoff. All right, so we're nope and nope, and I believe we have another one coming up because I'm going to the AFC North and the Cleveland Browns. Uh, yeah, I think I think we'll say nope. But I will say – Hey, Josh I, McCown, did you see the speech that he gave in the, the – I've out? heard about it. I didn't get a pretty chance cool. to look at it. Pretty cool. But I he will say – shots. They competed. Yeah. They had opportunities. They came out like, I mean – ball of fire yeah i say crowell popped one early popped one early they jumped out to an early lead that missed extra point that blocked returned it for two changed the game and they were never able to recover and now we're talking about i was going to ask you about this guy cody kessler starting for the team how about that i don't know i just don't know if, i don't that's know not gonna go well i do know uh but uh, <laughs> yeah man uh, no hope for the u.s i do like Corey coleman i do like Corey coleman and i do think when they get josh gordon back if he stays out of trouble they've got a nice set of wideouts there terrell Pryor can give you some big plays down the field hey, all he has to do is man barnage man, got game. Some th- i mean they've dropped the bus pieces. the offensive line has been disappointing um i'm gonna say nope as well all right indianapolis colts zero and two buck i can't write them off just because division that they play in kind of plays in their favor. But I don't think it's a team that really scares anybody. You have a quarterback, Andrew Luck, who, to be frank and be honest, he hasn't really played well the last year or so. And so I don't know if he can save them. I know they tried to right the ship by changing the offensive line and fixing that in the offseason, but the defense is still average at best. I just don't see this team turning it around. They got to get Vontae Davis back. I mean, I'm look, I'm kind of torn on this a little bit. I thought, you know – you can you can get numbers and situations, say whatever you want them to say. If you look at the Colts and you want to be bullish on them, you say, okay, well, I mean, look, they, they had the lead with a minute left against Detroit, just didn't finish the game, should have won that game. And you come back and say you're playing the defending Super Bowl champs, you got the ball in your hands with two minutes with a chance to go down there and, and, uh, and make it really interesting. It's a one-score game uh, with two minutes to go, and then they get the sack, force fumble, kind of changes things. So – you know, get some guys back healthy. I think the offensive line, save right tackle, is better. Uh, but, man, I don't – by the way, I do not understand why you do not give your right tackle help against Von Miller on that in that situation. That's crazy. Trying to empty it out, trying to get everybody out in the route, but you don't protect. Protection should be first, not secondary when it comes to getting your quarterback in rhythm. I'm going to say, though, I'm going to give them a hope. I'm going to say hope because of the division that they play in. And uh, I gotta believe eventually we're gonna see Andrew Luck get hot. I just I believe in his ability too much. He got paid. He got yeah, paid. I just, he got paid on hope. I'm with you though. He's been a little bit underwhelming. 
Uh, the Jags 0-2. Well, they got smashed by the Chargers. No, I mean, it's the Chargers team that I think is okay, but I don't think they're great. There shouldn't be a team that should be able to smack them around like they were able to. Uh, I, I don't see them turning it around. As, as hopeful as so many of us on this side were on the Jaguars, kind of bouncing back and being relevant, I just don't see them getting it done. I, the quarterback still turns it over too much, and I know the numbers at the end of the game always suggest that he's playing well. He's one of those next – yeah. Up and comers, but the guy, something about it. I just I saw a stat. I saw a stat in the in the, in the packet where he only has three touchdown passes in 31 games in the first quarter. So he comes out slow. And he brings up a lot of his production in garbage time. Make Blake Borders has to find a way to start quicker to give his team a chance with these fast starts. Because if not, they're playing catch up and they're just not good enough on defense to be able to get back in the mix. Yeah, I'm uh, looking. Defensively, man, I was a little disappointed with what I saw from them defensively. You got you have some goofy, goofy assignments. You got Paul Puthlesney trying to run with Travis Benjamin across the field. That ain't gonna end well. Um, so I, look, I'm with you. I think this is a. I think they can get it corrected a little bit, but I think you're looking at a seven win team. You know, at the end of the day, if, if everything that, if everything yeah. goes great. Um, okay, let's uh, no no teams in the AFC West are 0 two. You got the two and zero Broncos and everybody else one and one. We go to the NFC East, a team I thought was going to win the division, Bucky. You uh, you went Giants, and you're looking smart for it. I went Redskins. They're 0-2. Hope or nope? Uh, I think there's still hope for them. Uh, I think the hope is they're so talented on offense. There's so many playmakers and weapons on offense. They just have to figure out a way to play. Uh, Kirk Cousins has kind of come back to the pack a little bit. Um, I just want to see. Here, here's the thing. Like, I, you know, how you get in the headset. The, co- the coach gets in the headset, and tell you the play. Yep. I just think when you get inside the twenty with Kirk, uh, you got to far, 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 far right ninety four Z option. Deep breath. Deep breath. Deep deep breath. Don't try and do too. Just much. relax. Just relax. He just is getting so tight when they get down there. You know, I think he's a guy that like he, he just has to like stay within himself and understand where his limitations are and not step over those lines. Because when he plays within his boundaries, he's a solid quarterback. We saw he could lead them on a playoff run. He just can't try to do too much to prove to people. He's trying to earn He's trying to earn his, his long-term contract on a down-and-doubt basis. Yeah, he can't what, do that. Yeah, what what he gets paid has little to do with like what he, what he is in terms of a player. Some of it is what the market could bear. He just has to play. If he plays well, all those other things take care of himself. All right, so we'll say a little bit of hope with the, with the Redskins there. They can get things squared away. Chicago Bears, man, they look nope. bad and they've got injuries that did not look good. I thought they could be a little bit better this year. I, I thought eight and eight, nine and seven was a potential uh, deal there. My guy, look, hey, I, I said uh, before the season started, don't, uh, don't, don't get too carried away early in the season with guys that haven't played. Kevin White did not play last year. I loved him coming in the draft, Buck. I got to be honest, John Gruden said something on the air that he thought he looked slow at practice. Just watching on TV, I haven't watched it on tape yet. He looked sluggish. He he did look sluggish. I didn't see that same burst that we saw in college. I know he had the leg injury, but uh, man, I I was disappointed. Even we got the ball in his hands on reverse. I just didn't see any pop, any juice. Yeah, I mean that's a dangerous thing if he doesn't have the explosiveness that made him a really intriguing and fascinating prospect coming out of West Virginia. Um, it's still time. It's still early. It may take him a, a while to get his sea legs up under him. But yeah, you would like to see more. My biggest issue with the Bears. I don't know how many blue players they have. I don't know how many. Alshon Jeffrey's like, still blue. He's going like, to get paid next year. He absolutely is. I just don't know how many like game changers, difference makers from a lead perspective. We could talk about Alshon Jeffrey. Is there another one? Is there another one that we could 
I mean, elite. I mean, Kyle Long is a is an All Pro type player. But he he's hurt. That's it. Maybe two. And so yeah. I think to be a a a legitimate team, you have to have. I don't know, you say dudes, guys, dudes that can play, and they just don't have it. And I think it shows up in these games. All right, so we're gonna say nope on Chicago. The New Orleans Saints zero and two. Nope, nope. I don't think they play good enough defense. Drew Brees can have fifty five hundred passing yards, but I don't think they can get stops when they need them. And until they're able to stop people and hold the score down, they're always being track meets. And I just don't know if they have enough pop on offense to sustain that. Yeah, and I think when you look inside that division, I know Tampa got boat raced by Arizona, but I think they're pretty good. I think the Panthers are still really, really good. And I think the Falcons, we saw what they could do against the Oakland Raiders. Matt Ryan playing better, get more comfortable in this system. And I think they're – you know, a, a team you got to worry about. So the Saints, yeah, I'm not feeling great about that. So that goes through all of them. Buck, I, I'm going to hit you up with a trivia question here. I'm asking a lot of questions. That's all right. Which team, through two games, has the largest negative point differential? Ooh. Were they on the bad side of it? It's an 0-2 team, one of the teams we just talked about. Ooh. Uh... It's kind of tricky because the first game they actually were in it and it was close and they got it. has to be Jacksonville, right? Jacksonville. Negative 28. Oof. Not good. Um, so, you know, the team with the highest uh, positive point differential, I don't think we ever would have guessed this. Well, I guess if we looked at the schedule, maybe we would have guessed it. But Philadelphia Eagles plus 34 through two games. Wow. How about that? Rookie trade their starting quarterback a week before the season. Week before the season, they look good. The Minnesota Vikings look good. Yeah, the they lose their quarterback and their running back. Who cares? Don't worry about it. Sam Bradford looked good. They uh, he looked comfortable. Stephon Diggs kind of turned into a star in front of our eyes right now. Yeah, he has turned into a star. Um, Stephon Diggs has 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 kind of showed up on the scene. Uh, I think the big thing for Stephon coming out of high school, um, he was more highly rated than Amari Cooper. Uh, he was the second. He, I think he was just out of Maryland. Out of out of Maryland. Out of Maryland. Yeah. Coming out of Maryland, he was ranked number two as as the wide receiver in that class. Goes to Maryland, has a great freshman year. Then injuries kind of derailed his career at Maryland before he entered the draft. And when I talked to George Stewart um, in the off season, he said, "Man, from day one, this kid came in. He might have been the best receiver in the room." And so when he finally got his opportunity to get on the field, I think he's shown his teammates and others that he's a legitimate number one receiver, and he's playing like a number one receiver, dominant on the outside. Pittsburgh Steelers, kind of a muddy game. Um, didn't really have to be at their best and still beat a good Bengals team. Man, this this Steelers team, whew, and they get uh, Lev Bell back. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about the offense. I'm more impressed with their defense and how they're Linebackers playing on defense. fly around. They fly around. Uh, they've made the transition from the zone blitz, man-to-man style under Dick LeBeau to more of a zone-based coverage under Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler, that is allowing them to see the ball come out of the quarterback's hands. That typically leads to more interceptions off tips and overthrows. They're buying in. This is a dangerous team because they've retained the physicality and toughness, but they're far more dynamic on offense than they have been. I agree with you. The uh, The Titans had a big comeback win. Mariota made a nice play. Still not really going down the field much with, with Mariota. I mean, it's interesting to kind of watch him and Winston. And Winston had the big turnover game. I think he had five turnovers against Arizona. Yeah. But that dude is chucking it. I mean, they are going deep down the field a lot. And then you watch the Titans. It's very conservative. And, look, they, it's a low-scoring game. They end up sneaking out a win there, 16-15 over the Lions. But uh, um, 
the thing that probably surprised me more than anything else was DeMarco Murray, what he's doing in the passing game for the Titans. I didn't see that. Yeah, being a factor. But, you know, like early in his career in Dallas, he caught the ball really well. Coming out of Oklahoma, he was a guy that uh, was probably pegged to be more of a third down back, a change of pace guy, than a four-time back. And so in the passing game, I'm not surprised. And with a guy like Marcus Mariota, you talk about he kind of avoids pushing the ball down the field. It's important to surround him with enough guys in that short to intermediate range that can make plays. DeMarco Murray is one of those guys. All right, last one I want to hit on here real quick was the uh, – what do you think of the matchup? We, we previewed it a little bit ahead of time with Marcus Peters going up against a, a new Hopkins. Ended up matching up with Will Fuller as well. I mean, Marcus Peters is makes some unbelievable plays. When you watch – you walk ground on tape, you give up some stuff now too. Oh, he does give up stuff, and and I, I think that's the dilemma with him. Like if, if you're talking about a guy that is a quote-unquote shutdown corner, that he's not. I, I kind of peg him as more of a playmaker. He's going to give he's up some bigger Asante Samuel. That's that's good. That's a good comparison. Because remember, Asante, Asante he, he's oh, going to have some blood. He have some blood on his but, hands, yeah. but he but I'm he, but I'm gonna make plays, plays. <laughs> And so you have to be willing to live with some of the plays that he gives up because ultimately you're banking on him making a play that comes at a critical moment. That's what Asante Samuel has been able to do, was able to do during his career. Beginning to think that's what Marcus Peters does. Yeah, look, I got to say, uh, we kind of hit the nail on the head for our wide receiver DB matchup. Yeah, what did we had Patrick Peterson and Mike Evans was both, fantastic. Both matchup. were both were both were making plays against each other. Yep. Yeah, Des Bryant, Josh Norman didn't happen as much, but I mean that the they uh, both had good games. They both they had just good didn't games. see each right. other all exactly. that much. Nicely done, Sully. Yeah, all right, nice let's uh, let's transition here. Let's jump over across the aisle to the college game because, uh, Sully, you have our group group uh, text message thread on your phone there. Because we have yeah. this, we have this move the sticks group Ooh. text. Not really a group, big group text guy, Buck, because your phone buzzes all the time, and I, I have mm-hmm. a good feeling that I know you well enough to know that it bothers you as well. Well, but uh, I, I but I, I, I was guilty because I jumped in on this. And uh, Sully, what was my text on there? I, I believe it was something along the lines, lines of, of Sully, are you wearing a diaper? Yep, Sully. <laughs> it's my, quote, Sully, are you wearing a diaper? And then you waited a little bit. Everybody was like, okay, where is he going with this? And then you hit me with, just looked at the college game picks, and you were officially wet the bed today. <laughs> Which is true. I needed uh, it. I was in last place and now, in our picks, and I got some company now. Yep. This guy sank from first to worst. So, yeah, uh, not good. So, give me the updated standings. Now, Bucky, I think you're in pretty good shape. It was Kent still, Kent still, Kent still, in, Kent's still in good shape, too. I'm, I'm I think, I think Kent has inside information. So, you're right. <laughs> so, Kent's 23 and 7. Wow. He's, he's sitting atop. Uh, 23 and 7. Okay. Buck, you're not too far behind. 21 and 9. Two and games then, back. Uh, yeah. I was tied with Kent. Now I'm tied with DJ last place. 19 11 to both of us. Okay. So we're four games back. Yep. Which really, I have two app states that I just pure loyalty. Right. I probably wouldn't have done that if I didn't go to school there. So I'm really just. I was swinging for the fences last week and I missed. I had a big one though. I had a, I had a, I had a nice week. I think it was a seven and three week for me. I think I tied Kent for the week. Yeah, you went seven and three. I went three and seven, and that's how we, that's how we got I here. A, I need another one of those from you this week, Sally. No, 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 no. By uh, the way, you've got what one more week during your cycle here, then you get a little break. Yep, yep. I uh, week from Sunday. So we got a full full last week will be the last full week. So are you still going to make college picks then? Uh, I can. Do you get yeah. kicked off of the group text thread when you're on off season? More than likely, yeah. I, well, I mean, I know it's disappointing. I know I'll be uh, uh, too busy going to College Station. I'll be the first Ooh. weekend out going to A and M Tennessee. So there you go. It'll be good. Biggest uh, thing that stood out from the college weekend, Buck? I guess I probably would go with Ohio State just with a beat down on Oklahoma. Absolutely beat them down. Beat him down, and for me, I, I, I wasn't 
big on the Baker Mayfield train or bandwagon, and I'm certainly not on it. His issues on the field would be the same issues that Johnny Menzel had on the field, but he's not as explosive or as dynamic as Johnny Menzel was in college. So I don't know what you do at Baker Mayfield if you're a team looking for a quarterback and he's in your crosshairs. I just don't see what the upside and potential will be. I do love both running backs. Um, I like him in different areas. I like Joe Mix. I think Joe Mixon is one of those guys that, like, I would throw up there and say that, like, this guy can do anything and everything. We've got to vet out the character. We've got to work through that. But on the field, he can run it. He can catch it. He can return. He is everything. He's an all-day sucker when it comes to it. All right, we're running out of time. There's a lot of great college games. We're going to – on Thursday, we'll be a little bit more college-centric. We'll preview the weekend ahead, make our picks. Alabama, big win over Ole Miss. Uh, Big come-from-behind win. Uh, there defensively, Jonathan Allen, nice little touchdown. I, I think we're I, I missed it when I said the big story was Ohio State. The big story was obviously Lamar Lamar Jackson just getting after Florida State. Man, getting after him, getting after him in a way that is spectacular. I still don't know what to do with him. Uh, I think it's interesting that Michael Vick tweeted out he's five times better than me. Yeah, than, than what he was at time. And I go back and I think about what Michael Vick was. That was my first year scouting. What Michael Vick was at Virginia Tech was really a a runaround playmaker, guy that kind of did some options. He has special athletic talents, talents that we hadn't necessarily seen at the quarterback position like that. Lamar Jackson is that. But I will say in Lamar Jackson's favor, if he's able to do that in Bobby Petrino's system, considering how Bobby Petrino has some pro elements to his system, mm-hmm. he could be a guy that could be very, very intriguing in a year or two. when he's Who, who had the better arm, mix. you think, at this point? Mike Vick, Mike Vick's Vick had, a, he had a cannon hose. Cannon. His arm is special. Yeah, but athletic, athletically, Lamar he makes it look so easy. Like you know who he looks right. like? He looks like a skinny. Everybody. He looks like a skinny Vince Young. Yeah, a skinny, faster Vince Young. You know, Vince was kind of just gliding through. He just looked like he was just a different that, athlete. That's the that's the exact word that popped in my head when the the fifty yard run that he had, yeah. where he was just striding out silly, yeah. and it was just so smooth. I mean, that's so a res- that's a resume builder doing it against Florida State because everyone knows the caliber of athletes that they have at Florida State. The way he was just slipping and sliding and walking away from them. Yeah, I came into the uh, into the green room on Sunday, and, and uh, Prime was in there. He was not pleased. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> The effort there defensively. All right, Sully, I think that's uh, that's a full day for us. We've got a bunch of videos, by the way, you guys need to check out uh, if you get a chance. Go to – what is the website again? NFL.com slash MTS video. MTS video. And uh, also and YouTube, YouTube slash NFL. Uh, you could just type in Move the Sticks, too, as well as the way I do it, and uh, you'll see our playlist and all our videos go We've up. We've got, like, well. our top three plays from last week. We've got our top three throws. We have a video on Jacoby Brissett. We have a, a little – a little video on the big return we've seen from free agency. Some guys uh, doing a nice job for their teams. Spent some money, and uh, so far the money's paying off. So we got a lot of videos out there. I, we need some more comments, by the way. I checked in on iTunes. So if, if you like the show, if you enjoy it, or even if you don't, eh, never mind. If you don't, don't write. If you do enjoy <laughs> it, though, go to iTunes. And, Nothing but and positive. You can leave a review on there. And so it gets our reviews up. Uh, kind of moves us up the uh, the standings there, the rankings on these. Uh, yeah, podcasts. we need to get up there. We need to. We kind of. Yeah, we're we like it. There's so many podcasts out there now. I think we're kind of hanging in like the 50s in that range. Uh, we get we could get back up there in that top 25. I'm not saying we need to get in that ATN uh, uh, neighborhood. You know, that all you know how much they pay for for uh, for <laughs> listeners. We just can't afford that with our budget here at Moose right. Sticks. That's right. We're but still we, trying to get polos. Yeah, can we get some gear? I know. I want gear. Right, can we get gear, gear and a sponsorship? Yeah, that too. That too. How I about agree. both? Yeah. I mean, And then I mean, sponsorships can pay for our polo. Can we get one that's not like a battery company or something? Yeah, like, like something though, like I mean, a, we were thinking, yeah. a new era. What about, what about Natty Light? 
Yeah, there you go. The that'll, college that'll go we're talking well. college game. So no, well. how about the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, like just some random like NASCAR. You're right. There. You're right. It's the Pennzoil. Move the six episode. <laughs> uh, all right, Sully, awesome. you can hit the music. Let's get out of here. Thanks everybody for listening to Move the Sticks. That's going to do it for us today. DJ Bucky will be back Thursday for another episode. We'll catch you then. Thanks for downloading Move the Sticks with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. For more, go to nfl.com slash podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.